We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks. What's good? We're back. Ain't No Seats podcast, first ever live show here at the CBE. We've got Tyshawn, who literally just worked up a sweat playing yeah, like, a nine-year-old in basketball. <laughs> He's 14, bro. Uh, 14, okay. Did you win? <laughs> Did you win? Come on, man. Okay. That was disrespectful. Don't I'm act sorry. like you don't know who you're talking to. Me and Tyshawn are off to a rough start. But I'm anyways. i for a reason, baby. <laughs> we are, uh, we're here at the Big 12 tournament. Great day. Uh, the Hawks just had what I would call – Extremely low stress, which is not normal for this team. We're always close. Uh, we kind of just took control of that West Virginia game early. It was over before we know it. And we got the added entertainment of Huggins getting ejected, what, seven minutes into the game? Is that right? It was so quick. Those oh. are the fastest two technicals I've ever seen in my entire life. Huggy's been chilling lately, too. That was surprising. That's like that's like old school Huggy right there. Dude, he, he seems to get fired up when the uh, – the old Kansas Jayhawks claim he he's a believer that we get all the calls. So uh, I don't think it would have mattered today. The Hawks win. Him and a lot of people. Though. Yeah, 87-63. We'll have to get Tyshawn's thoughts on that a little bit later. But, I don't know, B-Turn, what do you think of the showing from the Hawks? I feel like we got a lot of, you know, Oates kind of busted out of his slump a little bit. Yeah, How are you feeling after that quarterfinal win over West Virginia? I feel great because I thought they were super active defensively. Um, first half, West Virginia only scored 19 points. They were 5 of 31 from the floor. Like at one point, they were 2 of, 20, two of 23 from the floor. At like, So they finished at like 16, 5 of 31 from the floor, first half, 16%. And they made it tough. Like we made it tough on them. It's not like they were missing wide open shots. Dewan, super active always defensively. So yeah, Oach, um, Oach was like 30% from the field the previous five games. So. Yeah. It's great to see him get back on track. I mean, he's one of the best players in the country. So, yeah, I think that was the big thing everyone was concerned about coming in. I don't think anyone really thought Oach was going to slump the rest of the year, but it was good to see him just kind of right where he left off, back to what he's been doing all year. Uh, all right, Tyshawn, you're here. We got to talk a little bit about, you know, you've actually played in these games. Yeah. You actually know what you're talking about a little bit. Um, Big 12 tournament-wise, I, I, Bill Self said all week, he said things like, you know, there's not much we're playing for this week. We're playing for a one seed, but but does it really matter that much? Is that how Bill is behind the scenes? I don't really buy that. No, I no, feel no. like Bill wants to win this tournament pretty bad. Yeah, he's competitive just as much as anybody. Um, but I just think it's more so to take the pressure off the guys. You know, we worked hard all season. We accomplished a, a really important goal by winning the Big 12. or tying for winning. Um, so that's the pressure, right? And so now he's like, you guys can kind of kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, there's not much pressure. You're just playing to seed. 
not really to win anything. So just, you know, play hard, of course. Continue doing what we've practiced all year. But it's no pressure. Come out here, you play, you win these two or three games, you get seated where you want to be, and then you focus on to the next, you know, the next couple of games, yep. which are really, really important. Yep, yep. So obviously it's a wild uh, – I don't know. We I guess you didn't you didn't tie ever for the conference title. I think we did one time with K-State, maybe in like 2011 or something like that. Uh, Either way, been they were really good in 2010. I remember. Point, maybe 2020. Maybe but you guys didn't lose many games that year, so yeah. it might have not been that year. I guess what I was getting guys, at is I don't know if you guys ever had a Big 12 championship game where it was like, like KU Baylor. If we get that on Saturday, that's yeah. a big deal because yeah, it's like sure. it's going to settle settle who really was the best team. And I think that's that's got to give me. You said Bill's a competitive guy. Yeah. You know he's yeah, especially he's playing on a neutral up. floor too, right? You yeah. playing on a neutral floor now it's kind of like best team just wins, you know. So yeah. I like that. All right, well. So, A.B., at the beginning of that game, A.B. whispers to me, it's like, what, nine to two Hawks. We come out cooking early. Yeah. I was getting people tweeting me, like, you got to throw up the Bob Davis cooking tweet because <laughs> the Hawks are cooking. It was 11 to two, and A.B. turns to me and he goes, Hawks are going to win this game 72 to four. They didn't score more than four points until, what, less than 10 minutes it, in the first half? It took 10 minutes. I kept looking at you, and I said, I know it's not going to happen. But until they get the six, I'm going to think it might actually happen. Oh, A.B. <laughs> yeah, just, they just kept missing bunnies and turning it over. Yeah. It was so funny to watch. But, yeah, that was not the best team I've ever seen. Tonight, what, um, Ty, did you get it? Because someone for West Virginia got a tech before Huggins, right? Yeah, there was three technicals. Three. Was it three technicals? Was it a player two? Because it, yeah. it was a double technical. Yeah, because Jalen shot six free throws after. Yeah, then Huggy said something and said something yeah. else. I didn't, see the first, I didn't see the player technical, though. Yeah, I just I, I kind of came downstairs on Huggy's uh, getting just, kicked out. I guess like a bunch of KU fans on Twitter kind of said that the tech, the first tech on Huggins was soft, but I just, you yeah. had a better view. I just didn't know if you saw yeah, it. Yeah, no, so. no. I actually was coming down from getting some popcorn. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> I, I missed that. Part. Wow. We need you uh, yeah. for that. But no, it was, I mean, hilarious. It feels like Huggins is always flirting with technicals, but to see Jalen get six free throws was laugh out loud funny. I don't yeah. remember in my time being a KU fan. I can't really remember. How many did he make? He five, five or six. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. Pretty he made, I think, a 61% free throw shooter that going up yeah skyrocketing how much how much would like bill just stress like clicking at this time of the year like going to the big 12 tournament no it's important i think even before the tournament maybe those last five or six games in the in the conference were big we were playing for something so he's already locking in like guys you got to focus up this march you know we're playing for something now whether it be the conference or seeding or obviously coming forward you're going to every game count so um i think he's he's putting that in into February, beginning of February, he's already like training them to to every game counts at this point, you know. Um, so they've been they've been locked in. I, I, I'm pretty sure mentally, um, putting it together physically sometimes is hard. You know, you you you've been playing a lot of games. You are happy because you won the Big Twelve, and sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of settle a little bit. And that's what Coach Self I think is the best at not letting guys get comfortable, uh, sticking to the program and, and pushing through these last couple of months. So do you, like, I'm trying to think of some classic Big 12 games you played in. I think B-Turn mentioned. 2010, they played that K-State team that had Clemente, Poland. But yeah, like, we lost still, that like, Curtis Kelly, I think. Yeah, we so lost that K-State You played them in KC in the Big 12 championship, so that was a big one. Yeah, we won. Mark, I, I'm pretty sure, was that the game Marcus played really? It's One of the twins played pretty good, or, or Cole maybe? The game it was I a big always, man game. The game I always think about, oh, what are we doing? Is this the guy that I, this is the kid that I just beat? Yeah, I mean, this is the kid that I just he's he, mad. He's getting revenge he's on us. Tyshawn beats him now. He's trying to ruin our live show. <laughs> but no, like I always think back to that game with Texas. Your I think it was senior year. That team that was just stacked. Junior Marcus year. Morris, or 
Oh, yeah, your junior, junior year. year. Morris Twins, yeah, T-Rob, that Texas game. I think you guys absolutely smoked them. Yeah, I had like 22 that game. I played good. Yeah, because yeah, the mean, Twins were cooking in that tournament. Yeah, yeah. That's when they were throwing lobs, like no-look lobs to each other. And yeah, shit. it was crazy. The chemistry. Yeah. Well, when, when B-Turn brought up like clicking in March, Yeah. that's kind of a game you look back at. And I just remember watching that game like, I'm a hundred percent certain this team's gonna do something. No, my, my 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 that that year you're talking about my junior year and kinda my senior year kinda we clicked a little bit. I feel like we had not as good a team, but the, my junior year the team was so good yeah. that we got through a lot of games kind of easy. And so those later games we started to really turn it on, and it became like like you said we just started to click, and it became fun. Marcus and Keith throwing no look passes to each other. I'm making threes. You know, we got Tyrell and Tyrell and Connor shooting the ball really well. Uh, so, yeah, so clicking is important, especially later in the season, man. Yeah, that's the crazy thing, too, is, like, you want to be hot going into March, but then, like, senior year, kind of felt like you guys needed rest there, too. Like, you guys played Baylor here. Yeah. At KC, they were – or in KC, they were stacked. Yeah. Two great games in the regular season, but it's like – Yeah, we beat them both times, so we didn't even really care about that. Like, we didn't care that they won the tournament. We beat them twice. They came in the field house undefeated, I'm pretty sure, like 20-0 and or something. We beat them that time. We went to uh, Waco and beat them again. And then we came here. And it's hard to beat anybody three times in one season, you know. So I'm sure they came fired up. And we kind of were like, we won the conference already. This shit doesn't matter. So uh, they playing like a championship game. And we playing to get to the tournament, the real tournament. So yeah. it happens like that sometimes. But I've had some good I had some, I had some good conference tournament game. That, that Texas game you're talking yeah. about, that Baylor game you're talking about. I remember my freshman year, we played Baylor in like OKC or something like that. They had the tournament. Oh. And they were really good too, and we lost that one too. So um, I've had some good tournament games that I that I remember um, really well. Yeah. So I feel like KU fans go back and forth on this. Sometimes it's like we don't play very well in Sprint Center, but really we do. We win a lot in the Sprint Center. Yeah. Do you feel like in the Big Twelve tournament, like does does having the little bit of a home court advantage help you guys a lot, or is how yeah. how much different does it feel than Allen Field? Yeah, it feel like it's not. It doesn't feel like home court to us. We feel yeah. just as much on the road as anyone else, to be yeah. completely honest. Because the field house is so special. To say that something else feels like that is weird, right? Like nothing feels like that. So even when we come here, we got a lot of Kansas fans. It never feels like a home game, yeah. you know. Like you never get that feeling. But it's always cool to go on the road and have have fans and stuff, right? So. Yeah. For the most part, as Kansas, we usually go on the road and have a good core of people following us wherever we go. Yep. And I think that's huge. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to play here. It's hard. You have you want to play good. You know, you like it's a different arena, but you also feel like you're a little bit home. So you want to play good. Um, put a little bit of added pressure on yourself. So it's tough to play here. It's crazy, though, too, because, like, me and him talk all the time. Like, those tournament games, like NCAA tournament games, like, it's a bunch of teams in one spot. Like when KU starts getting tight, yeah. like the game's close, it's like it feels like the whole crowd is against KU. Oh yeah, which is crazy. Like especially so, in a tournament. You guys felt that with Texas you, today too. Like, like not even Texas not trying to bring up bad memories, but it's like when you and I, we'll do it. when you and I stays <laughs> in the game it. late, it's like it feels like the whole crowd. Like yeah. I think K State was especially K State fans were there. I think for that you, game they played after us. Yeah, so they played like either right before us or right after us. But you know how that goes in a tournament. Everybody roots for the underdog in March, right? So. If you Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, something like that, and you playing against a Cinderella, you got to come out and kick their butt, bro. You can't come out and be in it. You can't. You can't because the basket starts to get bigger for them and get smaller for you because you're pressing. You're, you, we have to win. We have to make this shot. I got to make this play. And they're just playing. Yeah. They're just throwing it up. Yeah. It goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, if we lose, you know, like it is what it is. But for us, it feels a little bit tighter, you know. So, uh those 13-2 games or 16-1, whatever they are, um, they're tough. 
it's tough, bro. You got to get through that first week. You get through that first weekend, you start to play against teams, the eight seed, seven seed. You start to play against teams that you watch on TV, you've seen before, you know a little bit. Um, so it gets a little bit easier, even though you're go, you're moving forward. The pressure comes off a little bit because you know how the refs are going to call it. You played in the arena. Uh, you're playing against teams that you've seen before. So it starts to get a little bit easier. But those first two are tough, man, especially when you got a high seed. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk a little Big 12 tournament moving forward. We saw that first game, uh, Texas TCU, horns down. Texas gets up to an 18-point lead at half, I think. 40 to 22. Uh, 40 to 22. And just kind of what we were just talking with Tyshawn, the building turned on them. T- TCU made a little run. Uh, they just cut into it, cut into it, cut into it, and end up winning late. Now, we talked on our last episode. We were deciding who do we want to play, TCU or Texas. AB, you have a theory. How you feeling? Reshare to everyone what your theory is, and then tell me how you're feeling about it's, it. Like, it's just so simple to me. Like, Jamie Dixon and TCU are not playing for a Big 12 championship on Saturday. Like, they're just not. Like, I would have been a little nervous against Texas, but I just don't see it. Now, yeah. I know we're probably going to get to Dave. Who knows how much he plays with his foot? Maybe they just rebound, like, even crazier than they did the last two games against us, but I just – I don't know. Yeah. Just, just the thought, the picture it thing, like you always talk about. Yeah. That's just that's the only way I'm looking Can at this. Can you picture Jamie Dixon? I'm not I, a, I'm not a huge Jamie Dixon fan. Why? You got to go into the story. <laughs> I got a personal experience with the guy that I just not a fan of his. Oh, but yeah, I just I I'm with you on that. I called Texas for this game earlier, mm-hmm. and as I started to watch the game, I was just like, "There's no way they're going to win," even when they were up big, because I know how hard TCU played against us, and what even if they're not playing for Saturday, they're going to try to prove something. Jamie's going to push right. his team. They already play hard because they're not that talented. So again, that's just one of those teams. If you let hang around at all, they can they can they can stick with anybody. Yeah. Um, now, Danny Dixon. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna go into detail? It's yeah. like a recruiting thing or something. No. So or? he was my coach. I went to this USA thing after my freshman year. I played in the USA under nineteen. He was my coach, and he just was not that fun to to be around, bro. He just. I mean, he doesn't seem like the most fun yeah, guy. His, at the like the way he coaches, he kind of cries and whines at his players, and like it was like. So you'd much rather prefer Bill to just tell I'd you. I'd rather you're you soft just and, scream at me, yeah, call yeah, me yeah. every word Look in the book. I'd rather guy. that than you just be like, "Oh, Tyshawn, what was that? <laughs> oh my God, did anybody see this guy?" I'm like, bro, just just tell me I suck, or just you know, just kick me out of practice or make me run, but. Anyway, it's just a personal preference. Yeah. I'm not a big Some of your fan boys of played for him at Pitt, right? Yeah, a couple of my guys played from at Pitt who are not big fans of him either. And they played for him. So yeah. I mean, he was good at Pitt. He's so, he's just so average to me. He's yeah. just like, I don't know, you can't Jamie Dixon's never scaring me. I don't ever yeah. I've never seen TCU on the schedule and been like, ah, that's yeah. a tough one. Now yeah. we just lost. Now how hard is that? Like, I don't know. Do you guys think there's something to beating a Bill Self team twice in a span of what, 10 days with what TCU would have to do? I don't know. Are we feeling good about that? Like, in my they, mind, I'm they like. They almost did it, though. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, back I guess to back, like a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Even That's better, easy. though, is TCU, could they potentially be in the final five minutes of a game to beat Kansas three games in a row? I would like to think this Kansas team's good enough for that not to be a thing. but Especially with, like, Bill just seeing them twice in a week. I feel like he's pretty good at making adjustments. Yeah, but I don't know if it's, I don't know like if it's coaches adjustments that needs to be made. A lot of yeah. that's just hustle play. And guys that's what being, TCU does. Yeah, it's just out, being outplayed. You can sit there and scheme and plan and plot, scout and report down to a T. Knowing when guys are going certain ways when they dribble or knowing when guys are going to pull up or attack all the way. But 
if they're just getting 50 50 balls or if they're just getting uh offensive rebounds or if they're just keeping us off the glass or making us turn it over you can't plan for that or you can't you can't really like coach that right like yeah. you can't change those you just the players got to execute the players got to come out and want to play harder they got to be competitive i'm not saying that they weren't those other two games but i think tcu kind of played a little bit harder play with a chip you know they played at like TCU, an underdog team at tcu at tcu it wasn't even close Deep like down. none of our guys really played hard Deep down I don't, they killed us on the offensive glass. So it's like I we talked about who we'd rather play. Like when the bracket came out, TCU or Texas. I'm, personally, I felt like I'd rather play Texas. I feel like they're kind of shorthanded and TCU super long, really good on the glass. And like you said, they play super hard. So yeah, it should be a battle. And I don't know. Like AB said, I really don't picture them playing in that game or beating us. But I still feel like I don't see us blowing. Just because you don't like the color of their jerseys, man. Don't <laughs> yeah, this, this I don't, is the type of analysis you get from this <laughs> podcast. Tyshawn's talking X and O's, and we're like, but my brain can't picture I it. I just can't, can't see it. It can't happen. It can't happen. <laughs> but, no, I mean, that's 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 what we do. And also, takes. we got to talk about Mike Miles. He busted his ankle late. That's One of the true. best players in the conference. Mm-hmm. I think he was, what, was he second team all league? I'm not Mike, sure. I'm I think Miles was second mean, team all league. But he yeah. came back and played, which most – he was Guards are going to come back and he play. He pulled the Paul Pierce, got in yeah. the wheelchair, and then stood right back up. Came running out the locker room. <laughs> I, li- I literally, back, baby. I told AB, I was like, he's in a wheelchair. He's not playing tomorrow. Then here he comes. But, three yeah. minutes later, but what like, did Paul what Pierce. did Paul Pierce actually do to go in the wheelchair? That's that's you know. Didn't he tell the story? Then he had to take a I crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he had to take a crap. Like that came out like just recently. You said that right? I, I think he's lying. I know yeah. Paul. He exaggerates, bro. There's no way. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little more about today's game because when I think about the concerns we have, obviously we've said it all year, like how good are we at the five position? How good are we at the point guard position? And I don't know. I'm glad you're here, Tyshawn. Let's start with DeWan. I like him. Go right with it. I like so it. You're, you I, think, can you can DeWan DeJuan. get this team to a My final four? I'm, I'm team DeWan for sure. I think I think he has all the abilities, bro. I think he has the, the ability to lead the team. I think – his assisted turnover ratio is exactly what you want for a point guard. Obviously, his defensive ability is what you want from a point guard. Um, my whole thing is having another guard like him, right? So now you think about Coach Self's best teams, his Final Four teams, or his team that won a national championship. You got a Mario Chalmers, a Sharon Collins, and a Russell Robinson. You got guards. You got Tyshawn, Elijah, and then maybe you throw in a little bit of Nadir there. Or you got... Uh, I mean, even Frank Devontae, okay, right, and then you yeah. throw a little bit of whoever else is there. But you need those two guards. And right now, um, Remy is kind of, you know, up and down. Joe is kind of up and down. Um, obviously, we love Ochai. We love Christian. But they're just not playmakers. They're not, you know, defensive specialists. But I am a huge DeJuan fan. I've actually been in his DMs a couple of times just giving him some motivation, telling him to continue to lead the guys. And Because I don't think he needs to score the ball that much. I don't think he needs to shoot it that well. Um, for him to be effective. So he explain do, that for the fans, my language. fans that are like, I mean, it's hard because we've had guys like you. Yeah. We've had Devontae. We've had Sharon. We've had yeah. Frank, the guys that go get a bucket. Like, explain why. He's just not that player, bro. He's just doing the other things good enough. Yeah, he's just not that he's... player, bro. If your point guard gets you four or five assists a game, three or four steals a game, and he's attacking the rim, getting guys involved, what more do you want from him? And he's not a liability on defense. Lockdown. You understand what I'm saying? He gave you three or four steals a game on top of locking down. So now it's like a lot of defensive possessions don't get put on the stat sheet. He's making extra extra plays. He's making the hockey assist to get another guy to pass. He's making all the right plays for the most part, and it's hard to not like him, right? You, you may want more from him, yeah. but it's hard to not be like, this guy's good. He's great at what he does. He is 
at his position and for what he does, he's good. He's great at it. I love him. Just feels like our fans are super spoiled and used to like on, scoring man. point guards. On, it's like man. he just listed them all. You got Sharon, you got Devontae, you got Devontae, you got Frank. Those are three All Americans, first yeah. team. Yeah. And then the last two years, you got Marcus and Dewan who were elite defensively. Yeah. And people like, I wouldn't say hate, but people really weren't huge fans of Marcus early. It's tough. They man. thought we were playing four on five. It's on tough when you get used to something. It's just like, off him. It's like me watching Cosell play a two big offense and now just having Jay uh, or. David. McCormick, yeah, David be the big with Jalen or, or Ocha playing a four sometime, right? Like, I know David's probably a little bit uncomfortable because he's used to seeing a dope down there or another guy who can throw the ball and they can play off each other. Now it's Jalen. It's a guard yeah. who maybe it could be in his benefit for the spacing purposes, but when you're used to something, you're used to something. I know it's frustrating for Coach Self as well because he's used to coaching with two bigs and three guards. Yeah. And now he has to make a guard play the big, you know, but I, I – to go back to Dewan, I think for his position and what he does, I, I love it. I love what he does. I think he does have the potential to lead us. Um, but I think other guys have to play great too, right? Yeah. yeah. Ochai sure. has to be Ochai. Yeah. Christian has to be a beast. And, and Jalen really has to do a little bit of everything. I think Jalen has to rebound. Like, he has to make plays yeah. and score. Yeah. But like you, like you said about CB and Ochai, it's like they're not really – we love them. They're awesome and they're going to be pros. But it's like they're not really playmakers. And no, it feels like yeah. we don't have too many guys that create shots and like – you know how Jalen could be that other guy, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. He but, could, Jalen could, but like you know how much March is about guard play. So it's like, do you as much as we love Dewan, you love Dewan, it's like, do you worry about this team's guard play going into March? Yeah, I do. Not because of Dewan, though, yeah. because of the lack of yeah. not because of Dewan. I even like Joe. I think Joe gonna give you good minutes at some game just because he puts so much pressure on the ball. But just offensively and having the confidence to do it this late in the season, it's hard to just be like. I haven't played that much all year, but I'm going to come in in March and be what you want me to be. Well, that's oh, what I was anybody. going to ask you about Remy. So, like, Remy obviously started the year. Things were going – I mean, he wasn't what we expected from the jump and then obviously dealt with the knee issues. But now it's like people still kind of – we have that hope in the back of our mind. We're going to see – how hard is it to play for Bill Self, sit out for six, seven, eight games, weeks without practicing, to just get thrown in? And try and be a factor. I've never personally had to deal with that specifically. Like, <laughs> what about you? Got suspended a few. Times, yeah, right? a couple of a couple of games. And it, I think so. Getting suspended is a little bit different because when you coming back, he's a little mad at you, so he's hard oh, on yeah, you. But yeah, if you're yeah. injured and you just have to sit out to recover, you come back. He's he's more supportive and trying to get you to keep your confidence and stuff like that. But for Remy, I think Remy's a, a special. Uh, what you call that? Like he's he kind of special in the position that he's in because he's been there before, yeah. right? So you can almost depend on Remy to come in and give you really good minutes and be solid at that position because he's been there before. It's not like he's a freshman who has to sit for six or seven games or is getting yelled at and getting down on himself. Remy don't give a – you know, he's cool. You know, like he's yeah. he's a pretty laid-back person naturally. So um, when Coach Self is getting on to him, I can – I can I could, I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of like he gave him the He gave him the wave like yeah, three like, times a day. I can, he loves I, that I, with his point guards. I can see that, though. I, like, Coach, I got it. You don't have to tell me over and over, you know. So I can see Remy coming in, giving giving good minutes, even late, even late in games, or you know, even after not playing a couple of games, I can see him just being a solid, solid player. Yeah, that's a yeah. like that's a super electric dude to have come off the bench too. It's like former twenty points, twenty points guy? a night. Yeah. yeah, twenty points a night at Arizona State. It's like I mean, he's obviously a ton of energy when he's playing well. Like he's so much fun to watch. But he I reminds thought, me of me, bro. He just makes some plays that makes you want to slap your head. And then he makes some plays that makes you want to jump out of your seat, bro. It's like, oh, shit, he just made that or he's seen that or, like, so, yeah. yeah I feel he, like 
he I thought he was better he today, too. Energy. Like, he makes a yeah. big play or, like, a flashy play, and all of a sudden the it's crowd exciting. and the team it's exciting, like, for sure. back in it. So, it's we haven't really seen it, but we're still dying to see it, what, so I don't know. What did you guys think about Remy today? I thought he was obviously better at getting to the rim. He got guys – he got Mitch an open, like, 15-footer. I thought he looked a little more healthy. But, Coach, Coach got pissed at him one time. He made yeah, one that's play. what I was trying to say. He goes – yeah, he got pissed out of one he play went, and he, he took him out. But it was like a, it was like a it was a couple possessions in a row where it was like a defensive slip up. Then he turned it over and then like another maybe yeah. turnover or bash out or something. So I mean, obviously, if you're making possession after possession after possession, coach is going to be able to notice that. But here and there to make a mistake, bro, it's basketball. It's just going to happen, bro. Especially when you're a point guard, bro. You, you're managing the time. You're managing four other players on top of being pressured all the way up the court. Um, it's not easy. Then you got a coach who demands a lot out of you, so you want to do all of the right things. Um, it's not easy being a point guard under him. Um, so you got to have tough skin, and you got to be able to, like, understand that next play, basically, next play mentality because yeah. some shit's going to happen. I mean, I die every time I watch self on the sidelines. You see a guy you see a guy make a mistake, and you just turn to self immediately because you know he's looking to the sidelines. And Go get him. Like it's, Go it's, get it's Dave. Always, hook. Go he get always Dave. looks to Coach Did you see that? <laughs> How what did he, he make that what play? Was he, what was he saying when you guys were sitting behind the bench last game about Oats? He was like, he's unplayable. That's what he looked at Coach T and said, he's unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> he's awful. I mean, he can't guard. He can't guard. <laughs> he, he haven't guarded anybody all fucking day. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, I'm the Big 12 Player of the Year. Can you just let me have one off game? Ty, yeah. do you worry about uh, Oach, like, Inter- like, what am I even trying to say? He just he looks he looks pretty tired. He go he's played the most minutes man. in the Big it's 12. Always been that way, bro. I know he's he's carrying a lot. He's carrying a big load. He for sure is. The team is gonna go as far as he takes them. So it's a huge load. And I kind of been there. I kind of been there. Obviously not to to, to caliber of him because I had a pretty had a good team. But I worry only because he has these spins where he's not involved at all. Right, taking a bad shot here and there from the best players, like, cool, bro. We know you're here still. Yeah, you go three we'll or four with minutes without touching the ball or being aggressive or trying to take a shot or trying to make a play for somebody else. 
that's when I get scared, bro, because it's like after a minute and a half, after two minutes, now it's five minutes and you haven't taken a shot or you're taking one shot in that span and everybody's playing around you or you're just non-existent. Um, and naturally, he's a layback, quiet, you know, straight face, poker face kind of guy. I mean, that's good when you're playing good. Right. But yeah. if I'm your teammate and you're playing like shit and we're playing like shit and you don't get motivated or get us fired up, I would be upset at that. Now, I'm not saying that's not what he does. I'm not I don't know how he acts in the locker room or how he gets his, his he rally his troops. But from the outside looking in, it seems like he has games where he can disappear for a stretch that we can't we can't afford that because because you are carrying that much of a load. If you disappear for five or six minutes, now you put all the pressure on Dewan or you make it. CB make the plays or Jalen, who I think is capable. Um, but we need him to be that guy. We yeah. need you to be involved. You don't go two or three possessions without touching the ball. You got to be coming to somebody and be like, bro, watch this back door or look for me. Yeah. Like, if I if I if I went three or four possessions and then pass T Rob the ball, he would post up in the same spot the whole possession. He wouldn't move. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh, clear out, go set the screen. He's like, No, yeah. like, no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Throw it in. What are you talking about? You know, so it's like you gotta kind of have that kind of attitude when you're the guy, bro. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You can't just go away for five minutes in the game. Because like, but I didn't even realize this, but before the game, they said he's played the most minutes in the entire Big Twelve this year. That it's like your, your senior year. You guys had no bench, no disrespect to those dudes, lot, but bro. played a ton. Like you were one of the best players in the conference. So it's like, were you feeling it in March? Like, <laughs> Hell I mean, yeah. not to bring up like you obviously killed it in March, but didn't you have a really bad shooting? Month in March, yeah. Like, let's hear the numbers in the, tor- in the tournament. I don't know it. Do you know? Well, he knows. Yeah, I do. I absolutely know. I heard <laughs> this. So, in conference, I shot it really well. I shot forty-two percent from the three-point line in conference, shooting about three or four games. And for me, that was like great because I'm coming in as a non-shooter, a non-threat from the three-point line. So, to increase my percentage every year like that, it was great. And then after the tournament. I don't know, man. I mean, after the conference tournament, we went to the big, we went to the NCAA, and we started playing in these football arenas, and the lighting and backdrop was a little different. I couldn't buy one, bro. I went one for twenty-one so, in seven games. One for twenty-one, seven games. Do you so think games, that games, was? I mean, you think that's kind of like the backdrop and the place you're playing rather than your legs being tired? Or anything I think like I that? think it's a little bit of both. I would want to say it had nothing to do with me being tired, but. I also cramped up the first game of the tournament against Detroit. Yeah. I couldn't even finish that game because yeah. I was exhausted. I was tired. Yeah. We didn't play that hard. We played against a bad team, but for some reason I wasn't in the best shape, I guess, or just dehydrated or whatever the hell causes you to cramp. But I couldn't finish that. Um, barely finished the Purdue game because I started to cramp up late in that game too. But they start pumping me with electrolytes and stuff because I had to, or we would have lost. How'd you guys win that game? Elijah you Johnson. Lodge, yeah. Elijah Johnson, bro. He's the best player in the tournament. I say this to Why everybody. Why did he throw that lob to you? That's the ballsiest my lob man. Because he's my man. He trusts me. <laughs> also, trust bro, the best Bill Self moment was when Ty threw that bounce pass against Ohio State, and it goes out of bounds, and Bill's like, right. He comes no. to me. He goes, what were you seeing? <laughs> I was like, I thought Elijah was going to keep running. I was just trying to get the ball out of my hand. I uh, No, I love the Purdue game because this was like, you in a nutshell, like when you had a chance to dribble the game out, we were we thought we were gonna win. <laughs> I still think I did the right thing, <laughs> by the way. It, and everyone's like, Yes, yeah, shot. No, no shot. What you somebody doing? just like, tweeted that to me like recently, maybe a few months ago. All right, we got questions coming in from the live show. Uh all right. Do you have any predictions for what teams get drawn into KU's bracket on selection Sunday? A B That's my it's my special. This huh? is A B's bread and butter. He loves bracketology more than anyone. 
who you who we, I, you know the selection committee they I like just, to put teams together i've got an awful feeling kentucky's going to be yeah, like absolutely i was going to say yeah that. The, every time i see it i feel like where there are two where there there are one yeah so i don't know I, that's that's really my only prediction i guess there's still a lot to happen a lot depends on the tournaments and who wins and it sure who feels like if early. we get east if we, Villanova's if we don't, getting east if we don't win this will we get a two seed I think probably gotta, I it think might depend on Baylor though. Like, what if Baylor lost before the finals? Like, what if say we what if we make the finals and they don't, but and we lose in the finals? I think mm. they're. I don't know. Baylor giving us something to think about. Yeah, I would I almost know. think it's better chance if like Tennessee won SEC or something. So like yeah. Kentucky or Auburn didn't win it. At no, all. I'm and with then. Rye. Like, if we're the two seed in the East, I feel like Nova's going to be our three. And have you heard about that? The East region is in Philly. So yeah, we would Nova's play Nova again in Philly. Yeah, Philly. So that hey, worked out but... for us well in KC a few years ago. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> wow. Not, covered... that, I mean, they're all right, man. We could beat Nova. Yeah, yeah. We could beat Nova. It's just annoying you get a two seed and you're playing a three seed yeah, on the road in the Sweet Philly, Sixteen. That's... At that crib too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the. I. I I'm with AB. Kentucky. For some you just reason, feel I think like we're they want. Them. Like a few years ago when we got on, AU man. Duke Elite Eight, they want that. They want Kentucky. Kansas Elite Eight game. So. But like we always say, like what are the odds those two teams actually meet in the Elite Eight? So it's like makes a lot. I mean, so how much, much did you happens. guys? Did you guys like? You know how we fans we're obsessed with seeding, where we're going, things like that. Are you tracking that as a player? No, uh, you- the coaches are for sure. Yeah. Like, like if it was a position right now for them to win, if they get a better seed and it plays out, they get a be- better bracket. He's gonna push for it, yeah. right? Like if it was a way for him to have an advantage at all, he knows. Right? So he's like, bro, we got to win this. We have to win this tournament yeah. in order to get a number one seed, in order to play this team first and this team and okay. end up playing this yeah. team. Like, he definitely knows that stuff. For us, you just got to play, bro. It don't matter. At the end of the day, it's one game. Yeah. So you got to be your best, bro. And that's kind of where we lock in at. And the one time that we didn't was Northern Iowa, bro. I remember watching that scout and being scared as fuck because I was watching how they play, played and just knew we didn't match up good with it. And I was just like, they were very good defensively, right? They spaced the floor out, bro. They played defense and they played this like zone. Yeah. It was this, like this. They had four losses on the year. Yeah, they were a good team. Yeah. They could have beat anybody. They were a top 25 what? team that you're yeah. seeing. They were a good team. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough like that, man. But sometimes uh, sometimes it works out because then if you think about that, if we beat Northern Iowa, the bracket plays out exactly how we want it and it, it works. So it was like, all you got to do is just win this game and. Yep. Uh, I think we got another I think question. We got a question. I think we covered this, but I thought, I mean, I thought he looked a little more explosive. I thought he looked a little more healthy. Um, yeah. yeah. He's still going to be more aggressive, though. I, I feel like I he doesn't even look at the rim a lot. He's trying to distribute almost too much, which is fine as a point guard. But Ty, yeah. do you think that has to do with Bill, like kind of not letting people play through mistakes sometimes? Uh, it might be. I, it might. It might be because Remy. I feel like Remy's on his leash right now, kind of where if he makes a few mistakes, he'll come out and. and and I just come out to go back in. He's coming out and sitting for a while. So, um, yeah, it could be in the back of his mind. Like, I just want to make every right play. I don't want to force anything. But, again, I know as a player that sometimes gets you into more trouble. To go out there playing loose, playing free, I played my best games like that when I wasn't thinking about Coach Self. I wasn't thinking about no girls. I wasn't thinking about family. I was just locked in. Those are the yeah. games that I played the best. But, you know, when you, when you will start to turn, sometimes you, you, get, you get caught, uh, you know, thinking too much. And that's not the – did, uh, did you guys pay attention to him much defensively? I didn't really – because he's – I mean, as much as we love Remy, he's been a liability defensively this year. But I didn't yeah. really – was he better defensively or – I didn't pay too much attention to that. Uh, small guard, man. He's a small guard. Yeah. Unless you got quick hands or just a dog, complete dog. 
I mean, it's going to be tough. He played most of his minutes in the first half. They went five of thirty-one from the floor, yeah. so it's like he yeah. played good defense. He, he, he poked too many holes yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm not going to nitpick. But like, here's my thing with Remy: is like Ty just talked about Oach and CB not really being playmakers. I think, I think if Remy's cooking and Remy's 100, percent I think you can make it so much easier on those dudes. Yeah, because you have to worry about him. He can beat dudes off the dribble and get them open looks. Like we've seen Oach from three this year. I mean, when he's wide open three, it's almost a layup. It's like he's close to 50 percent from three on the year. So it's like. Remy's clicking in March. But here's where I get worried. We, he's surrounded with shooters. So Tyshawn just said, like, you need two good guards. You need. He loves having two point guards. So you play Dewan and you play Remy. And say Remy starts to play well, my thing is who's coming off the floor? You're not pulling Ochai off the floor. You're oh. not pulling CB. And you, like, are you, like, that's no, no, what's no. so challenging for me with this team is, like, yeah, if Remy has a good March, who's losing their minutes? Like the fan base wants it's it to enough, be DeJuan. It's enough for both of them. It's enough for both of them, I think, because you think about this. You think about one foul trouble. Somebody, somebody's going to get in foul trouble, and if not, they just share. They just share minutes. The Juan can't play forty minutes. Neither can Remy. So maybe twenty-eight and twenty-two, or like, you know, like, and then you just go based off games, based off matchups, based off who you play. Like, if Remy's playing good and DeJuan's playing good, Remy may be a better player because offensively, right? Yeah. And he's a little bit older, a little bit more mature. Uh. But the Juan gives you shit that you that you got that you love. So you're not gonna not play him. He's not gonna sit on the bench. He's gonna play and he doesn't make mistakes. So he doesn't even give you a reason to want to pull him. Yeah. You understand? So it's yeah. hard to not play Dewan. Um Remy gives you some some plays where you just like, bro, come sit down, you know? And but if he's clicking, he's good. We know that. You said that 20 points at a high level. Um, that's not easy to do. So um, I'm rooting for both of those guys, and I think it's room for both of them to play really well late, and I think we'll need both of them to play well if you want to go as far as I think we can go. All right, so speaking of health, speaking of other guys, we talked a lot about point guard, but Dave, Phil came into the this tournament saying, like, it's hard to think about playing Dave back-to-back days. His foot's been giving him issues. Uh, hasn't he basically said before the tournament it sounded like if we win today, they might sit Dave. Oh, shit. I think the thing we got today was nice. That so Dave played, I think Dave, Dave played less than 10 minutes. We got really good minutes from Mitch. I was gonna ask, but Tyshawn, you're already giving me the no answer. Shit. I don't going, know how serious the injury is, but if he could, he, he's coach up and saying he had a he had a hurt, a hurt foot all year. I know yeah. for a fact that they had a game, he didn't give him practice off, right? So that's two days he's working and doing his foot. He didn't like, he's not gonna not play him if they're in a position to play and it, it's not gonna really hurt his career like if he could really get hurt he would have been not playing yeah that's you true. understand so i i personally think if he can play he's going to want to play and if it's that bad that they got to sit him he probably shouldn't be playing anyway you know like sitting out one yeah tournament. sitting out yeah. one game playing the game the next day and then coming right back to practice for a week and then go it's like you still putting that pressure on it and everything and just from the outside looking in, he looks good to me. He does. I mean, I Get him missing layups. I mean, that's that's tip. That's normal. <laughs> I love you, Dave. But damn, every boy. time you bring up Dave or ask a question, I just start laughing inside because he's the biggest spaz goofball ever. I but him, I love man. him. He give me a, he give me T Rob vibes, but when T Rob was a, a baby, like a freshman <laughs> sophomore, T Rob like, would just get the ball and travel immediately. When yeah, just go up. Like, bro, you're not gonna make a move first. You know, as a defender there, <laughs> like, I don't want to give him a shimmy or nothing. You're just gonna go right up. Uh, but no, I love I love Dave. Bro. I love his energy. I think he, I think he's gonna make a lot of money playing basketball after his career is over here at Kansas. Um, I think he has a bright future. After, like I said, after this, um, and I would love for him to have a great tournament and just keep boosting his stock, man, because he's gonna help a team at some point 
Um, and I just think once he slows down and the game slows down for him, which doesn't happen for a lot of people until after college, for whatever reason, college basketball is really fast paced. And so a lot of guys really tone into their skill set and their skill level after college because they get a chance to kind of just focus in on that. Um, and I, so I think he's got, he got he got a great career ahead of him, man, and uh, I'm a big fan of him. What do we well, think of Mitch today? I thought Mitch was awesome. Yeah, I did too. On yeah, the I boards, block, I think he had to have blocked three or four shots, and I think he's been good around the rim all year. A little pull-up? Yeah. Pick and pop pull-up, I love that. He loves him. the back down right hook, and he's yeah. been – I thought I think he's been good this year, and I just think our fans are super hard on him because they expect a lot because it's a sixth year. The fans don't like Mitch? They're tough on him. Yeah. Super Man. tough. What they do you like, think? They like him oh, as, I like, agree. a person and, who, like, the character. Let me ask you guys a question. Who, are, who aren't Kansas fans tough on I think Oach, Oach. Pre- I like people. I think Oach has earned his way where people he can have an off game and people really aren't going to care much. Yeah, uh, you would hope our everybody fans loves Devonte too, right? Everybody loved Devonte. Everyone loved Devonte. Frank never did anything wrong. Devonte might be most loved ever. He, they love him. They so, love Devonte. So, I mean, you were you were people Twitter, hated me, bro. Twitter was around, but you were polarizing. Yeah, people, like, people hated you. I mean, bro. I got so much. Shit. I feel did like with you, you it's stuff? it's never an in between. It's either you love him or you. Yeah. Tyshawn Turnover. That's Tyshawn what they would Turnover, say. They used to kill me, bro. But they, a lot of people love you too, me. though. You know, like yeah, for sure. Like you said, you make plays. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like I always see Kansas fans just being super hard on the players because they're fans. You know, like, and they're not just like these aren't we. You know, you know, you guys are from here. You guys are way more fans than I am of this. I played through it, but like to be a fan and grow up and like live or die, breathe this shit. It's it's something, bro. Like it's something, and I've become more of a fan, obviously, after playing and going through my process. So I understand. Like I've spent many of mornings, early mornings, watching Kansas games, screaming at the TV at six o'clock in the morning overseas in a different country, and I done stayed up all night and watched this shit. And you gonna play like this, and I'm like going crazy, you know? So I get it. Like I totally get it, man. But I just feel like they're hard on everybody. They love us, but they're hard because they so, they expect a lot. So like Dave, we always say Dave's got the most abuse on twitter i was kind of depressed when he got a twitter because then i yeah. kind of had to ch- we had like, to chill out like what you he got, got it so <laughs> bad is that anything that like bill or you got the team like are you guys in the locker room like man these people won't lay off me like, bro i went to coach self office in tears one time one girl told me that she wished i like fall off the plane over the fuck on our way back from maui i got a tweet she was like i hope i sean falls off the plane and never makes it back and i was like in tears like damn <laughs> Like you want me to die? <laughs> it's not that serious. Over Talks a tournament, early tur- November tournament, bro. I was like, "What, bro?" I was like, "Coach, this is crazy." He's like, why are you reading it? Like, just get off of it. But you know, this is like brand new Twitter. This is when I'm the most active and the most. Oh, you're like, seeing everything too. Yeah, there wasn't bro. I'm thousands. like typing my own name in to like see what people are saying about me after each game. Like, yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Like, and so I'm like reading this, and I'm just like, "Oh, there's like ten good ones and then twenty bad ones." This guy sucks. He turned over. I hate him. I can't stand him. Like, Sean drives me crazy. Then it'd be like somebody's dad like a like an old white dude no offense but like an old ass white dude sure never played before yeah. just like bro go to the gym actually got a good i got a good coach k story out of ty the other day and it's obviously because coach k won but yeah you got it for me let's hear it. What, what did he say to you after the he said something after the maui game oh to me and elijah when he pulled us yeah in, like we were going through the the so we had just lost and you know obviously i'm pissed i had 11 turnovers the guy hits a shot and it was like Thornton. Tyler Thornton. Oh, my God, bro. He was like. Scissor kicking in the they corner. They traveled before that shot. People So we, we're like, we're like down. You know, it's, it's still early. It's only November. But we're still down. So he pulls me and Elijah to the side. He kind of like hugs us where nobody can kind of hear what he's saying. And he's like, bro, that was one hell of a game. You guys are amazing. Like an amazing combo of guards. Like 
watching you guys go at it with my guys was so much fun. Like, I hope you guys have a great year. And, you know, I hope we see you guys down the road. Just like some shit that he didn't have to say to us. Because I didn't see him stop anybody else in front so of us. You're a Coach K guy. Love him. Oh, I mean, what I, what I know no. what I know about him. And I say that. I say that. From an ex-player's perspective, yeah, right? Yeah. Like his ex-players speak so highly of him, and people who had experiences with him love him, bro. So I personally don't know him, and the only experience I really had was that one, and just listening to other people talk to him. So it's like, what the fuck bad can I say about him? Our yeah. last podcast, we spent 20 minutes dunking on him for losing his last home game. That's but. tough, bro. But then I was actually talking about that earlier. I could imagine the emotions around that game for the players all week. You probably got J.J. Reddick coming to practice and this guy coming to practice, yeah. hanging out. You know, Coach K probably one foot in, one foot out, hosting guys and preparing you guys. And then all of you guys just knowing this is his last game, like the emotion in the arena. I, would, I could imagine it being super, super hard to play under all of that that environment, that atmosphere. So I wasn't surprised when North Carolina came out and played that well. And I wasn't surprised that uh, Duke played not so good because it's just like I've been in those games where the emotions of the outside is driving you more than what's what's the goal. And it's hard. You play off adrenaline for a while, but after a while, you better team's going to just win. A more focused team. If you're watching live, we've got a few questions from you, but send in your questions. If you got questions for Tyshawn, he's always he's ready to answer. He's, he's yeah, I got need some stories answers. out of him. Yeah. Try to get some stories out of him. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's. Ab, do you know? I don't know. I don't think we've got a line yet on KUTCU tomorrow. Take it. What was it at Allen? <laughs> Take it. Seven and a half. It might no, be like, it was like three, bro. Six, I thought. Okay. Because we lost one and they played us so close at the crib, and it's a neutral yeah, court. Yeah, it, five it might be TCU. like three. Oh yeah, minus two and a half, minus three. It's minus two and a half. I'm I'll going. The Hawks. I'm going. I'll hammer the Hawks. Um, <laughs> I took the under today, and it was at. It was 150, and it was they had 60 points at half. They scored like 100 second half. Yeah, I'm so good at gambling. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was minus five at TCU KU. So Allen had to been yeah close to 10, right? I yeah. think it was 10 or 11. Now that I think about it more, that's just going to be three or four. I hope so. I that's some money making experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> True. I would guess five or six. Yeah. Home crowd TCU probably won't have too many guys. Miles might be banged up. So, so, what do we think of these other games tonight? OU, Baylor, Texas Tech, Iowa State. Iowa State, I mean. That's going to be a good one. I Clones, think. Baby. Iowa State, man. They just show out in this tournament. We joke it's their it's their big vacation every year, but, like, they're everywhere. <laughs> they, yeah. I, I kind of like, like the Clones over Texas Tech tonight. I yeah. can't believe they're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. <laughs> you got to go off about this. I can't believe it. Like, you're telling me Vegas used that game the same as Baylor, Oklahoma? I don't oh. know if Vegas remembers they've got no. the home court advantage. Hilton night, South, baby. Last night, A.B. goes, Iowa State's – or Texas Tech, eight and a half point favorites on the road? <laughs> on the road. <laughs> We're playing in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I like Iowa State, but I obviously expect Baylor to win. Like, how – we talked earlier last week, who do we want to see in the finals? It feels like – I like our chances taking care of business against TCU. I mean, would you, know, you as a player, would you want Baylor? I'm about to say, you know what I like? I, I, as a player, as a player, you're not even thinking about it. We're not even com- – we've already beat everybody, right? So, we're yeah. thinking – in my mind, I'm thinking we already beat them. We're capable, right? So, we just got to find out who we play and, and get back to work. But on the outside looking in, just being a basketball mind, I would love to see them play Baylor because I feel like it's such a March game. Yeah. Right, like I want to play the hardest games now. If we lose, fuck it, we lose. We still got more games, right? I'd rather those games now, though, 
those are those are NCAA tournament type of games. You're in a neutral court playing against a really good team. That's team win. One game you out. It's simple. Like, and I would love for those kind of games because to prepare. Coach Self can really win or lose. He can really teach from that game moving forward. You yeah. know. So I, I personally would love to see them play Baylor. I would love for them to handle TCU tomorrow and play Baylor and and learn something from it, whether it be a, off of a win or off of a loss. They're gonna learn from that game, and I think it'll be good for them. Yeah, and the stakes would be super high too. And we've kind of missed out on it the last two years. 2020, they beat us at Allen. Uh, Doke went off at Baylor, and then tournament gets canceled. And then last year, I guess Baylor didn't even make it, but we had to drop out of the Big 12 tournament. So, yeah, kind of what, what happened last year? Jay Will had COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I completely forgot about that. Totally Texas that. won the tournament. They got yeah. a high against us. Like, oh, it was the worst. Then Deep they lost. Also, uh, 14 seed in the tournament. So, it, it came together. Uh, but, yeah, your point about, like, playing a March game, I've pointed out to these guys this year, we've obviously beat Baylor at Allen Fieldhouse, but that's Allen Fieldhouse. You look at our other games, Michigan State and Champions Classic, we kind of blew them out. They weren't that good yet. They really aren't that good now. Yeah, not that good now. I've been telling these guys, I worry that this team doesn't have that, like, big-time elite top five, top ten win. But that was the best thing about our conference this year as well, too, is it was so good. That even that game at K State, even though they're not a good team, that's a tough game. Yeah. For anybody to play going into that arena and play is tough. It doesn't matter who you are, and it doesn't matter how good they are. There they're gonna play you. So you think about that. You think about having to play those games on the road at Baylor, at Texas Tech, uh, losing that TCU. Like as much as it's like we should handle as a conference and we're used to these people, those are big games. Those are games that are gonna prepare you moving forward because these are the type of teams you're going to see even if it's coming from a different conference our conference is really good the best in the country um one of the best if not the best so just having those games every week or twice a week is preparing you for for sure yep, yep. all right well we're we're getting ready to wrap this thing up we got about um, five more minutes yeah. i want to get well you got something be turned i just um i just want to tie to talk about what he's doing right now and kind of oh yeah i would love to promote doing. myself man um, so I'm just coaching and training, doing some training stuff. Uh, I've been coaching youth basketball right now. I'm doing training from, for girls and boys um, from ages 8 to about 18. Um, I got a bunch of stuff going on in Lawrence over spring break. We got a camp set up in, in Lawrence over spring break. Um, all my social medias, have, I've been posting it, going crazy. B-Turn retweeted it for me. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm being Lawrence. I'll be in Kansas City area doing some coaching and training. I would love to, uh, you know, make that my next profession. Um, I think I got a lot to offer when it comes to that. I'm great basketball mind. I think I've been well coached, um, and I know the game really well. And I and I enjoy, you know, teaching kids and helping them um, learn some of the stuff that I I was able to be taught, and also some of the stuff that I wasn't able to be taught that I've had to learn myself. I think uh, having somebody like me in my in their corner could help them out. You know, um, even guys as far as like you know uh, older guys in college and stuff like that. I think I'll be a good asset to just you know help training kids. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to. No, yep. make it happen. Yep. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get everyone's predictions in. I want to hear what you got the rest of the way for Big 12 tournament. Who we're playing in the finals if we make it, and where you think we're going to be seated on Sunday. So, AB, we're, we can't be just homers. I want you guys to all be honest. So oh, he's honest. All right, oh, always. I got the Hawks over the Clones on Saturday. Wow. Um, in a road game. The in a road game. Yeah. In a road game. Um, and then I think we'll be the one seed in the Midwest. One seed Midwest. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Love that. I'm staying with AB. I okay. like AB's <laughs> prediction. I'm going to go 
I've just been saying all week, like, I like the way Tech D's up. And, like, three games, three days, everyone gets tired. Like, whoever plays Saturday will probably be a little tired. So, it's like Tech's in the championship. They'll be as tough as anyone. I think Tech has a great chance to make the championship. I'll go KU, Texas Tech. KU gets the dub. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad we're all a little different because I just think I got the you – get, you get here, Chalky. you walk around – you walk around the Big 12 PL and you just you get the feeling we're getting a classic Kansas Baylor championship game Saturday. I, want I love that. that. I like that. Like shootout type game, OCB, one of those 08, 07 Texas Kansas games. I 2012, feel like I love it. Yeah, we're getting one of those classic KU Big 12 championship games. So I don't think we have any more questions coming in from the live show, which. Two questions. Wow. Shout out to the fans. <laughs> Business is booming. What the hell? <laughs> All right, well, I think let's wrap it up. It's our first live show. This was exciting. I'm I'm pumped. I think we did a good job. We hey, did... we got one more. Got another one? Oh, they said we're shorty. He didn't he couldn't show oh, up. Oh yeah. He couldn't Sharon. show up because of weather. His ride. Sharon was... being from they had Chicago. Oh, I got some Sharon stories though. Anybody want to hear Sharon's story? <laughs> Absolutely. You got a quick Sharon story. Go. So one time I was getting on the elevator with Sharon and somebody had like a no, we're. Are we still going? Keep going. And somebody had like a what do you call those things? Those bellhop things, the like carts, like a. Well, it was like a cardboard cutout of like a bellhop uniform, and asked them like, "Are you going up?" Oh, yeah. I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" He was like, "Bro, it's a long story." And then we go to K State, and everybody got them. Everybody's screaming at him. I'm like, "Bro, what happened? What you do?" He was like, "Man, it's a long story." So after the game, he's like, "Bro, you want to know what I did?" I'm like, "Yeah." He like, "Bro." I swear to God, I didn't do it, but I mooned a girl in the in the in the, uh, in the elevator one time when I was drunk. And I was like, "You did what?" He's like, "I don't remember doing it, but that's what they said I did." I was like, "They said you did that shit. You did that All shit, right. dog." We're getting yelled at it to, to cut this off. That was a great strong story to end don't the kill show. Me, that's not- <laughs> all right, shout out to Tyshawn for coming on. That's it. Thanks y'all for thank you all for watching. Rock, Rock shot. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.